Bring in the prisoner. Stand accused of conspiring against the Klingon Empire. How do you respond? I'm not guilty. When this tribunal convenes tomorrow, you will be given a chance to prove your innocence. If you cannot, there is only one punishment. Hello and welcome to Snaptrek, the podcast which compares two episodes of the galaxy's greatest science fiction franchise, Star Trek. I'm one of your hosts, Ross Webster, and I'm joined as ever by Jen Tift. Hello, Jen. Hey, Ross. What's up? Good. I'm all good. How are good. you doing? I'm doing good. Starting the I'm summer. So- I'm excited. Oh, you said it is a lovely. It's a lovely day here today. Good, uh, good. Beautiful day, and I'm I'm riding high after after our fiftieth episode as well. I'm still right, feeling right. a warm glow. That was fun. Um, or maybe that's the onset of of old age. Old age maybe now. that's what it is. Yeah, we're old. <laughs> <laughs> An we're old, old hands at this now. Old grey podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty impressed with us for getting to to fifty one episodes. Right. Now. right. 50, when we get to the end of this one. Who knows what could happen? Uh, that's right. Don't count your chickens, but yeah, now we got this. <laughs> still fresh, still fresh. Oh yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> uh, the thing is, every time it's a new episode, because like, I haven't seen either of these episodes for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of a like. Oh, I mean, I'd almost totally forgotten about them. Yeah, um, yeah. This is fun. Some kind of game. I've never seen that one before. How do you play? Okay, during each snap trek, we compare the episodes using a variety of categories and we select a scene or line or alien or prop which we think is excellent and we award a point to the answer which we think is the best. Aggressive, adversarial, competition for fun. Snap trek is a competition, but it's played just for fun. The real aim is to have a great conversation about Star Trek. We would love to hear from you. Get in touch with us on Twitter at SnapTrek. Please send us your ideas for episode comparisons and categories we could use. And of course, send us any Star Trek poetry, haiku, limericks, verse, anything like that. We love to hear it. You can contact me, Kaborg, at strtrk1701, also on Twitter. And Jen? And you can catch me on Twitter also. I'm at edequarks. Okay. For this Snap Trek, we will be standing trial in a deranged and adversarial court system where we are falsely accused of heinous crimes against the state. Justice will be stymied with bizarre legal process and flabbergasted by prosecutors who are more concerned with winning than with the truth. We will bring order to these episodes (laughs) as we judge Deep Space Nine, Series 2, Episode 25, Tribunal versus... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> your honor i i am representing enterprise season two episode 19 judgment two legal episodes in the what's the the mason perry star trek archive 
this is it. Mason is the only only courtroom drama I could think of off the top of my head. <laughs> Mason Perry. <laughs> um, I think these are these were two brilliant episodes in their own right, and I mean, as we go to go through the comparisons, I think fairly obvious why we selected them. They're both court cases. They both follow a similar sort of narrative. Works really nicely. It's it's a great comparison. Yeah, they're they're pretty much the same episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those. The, the the only difference is the ending of tribunal is the ending of the tribunal, whereas yeah. the ending of judgment. Yeah, you get a little little trip to Repenthe as well. Just see really... the judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Get to see it. <laughs> Well, that also is just because the, the difference is uh, the verdict. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's really the the main difference. Oh, I do feel that the judge was making... I think in both cases, the judge was rather making up as they went along. Yeah, oh, obviously. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure there was any legal precedent no. for any of the decisions <laughs> they'd really made. This was... <laughs> it still seemed very, very haphazard. Yeah. Which I think was half of the point of the ridiculous... Uh, kangaroo courts that they're in exactly precisely the kangaroo <laughs> courts of it all okay commander i would like to remind you about my poetry reading this afternoon i wouldn't miss it for the world i can't wait to see what he's come up with as ever we begin with a lyrical recap of the episodes under discussion jen i'd love to hear your lyrical recap of judgment Okay, I just straight up have a, a legal haiku. A legal yeah. haiku. I will <laughs> enter it in the court transcripts. Good. Okay, here is my haiku for judgment. The Klingons shout jaw. I am not your enemy. More of a nuisance. <laughs> no, I like the way what you've done is you've subbed up the entire of the court system there. Yes. The Klingons, what they want. The, ad, the 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 actual outcome and the the pleading as well. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what he ends up perfect. getting. That's what he ends up getting uh, convicted of being a nuisance to the emperor. And I think that's fair. <laughs> I actually think that's probably true. Right. right. I don't know whether well, he deserves to get a Rurapente because of it. Yeah. But <laughs> for life, yeah, yeah. life in Rurapente for for being <laughs> for being annoying. But you know that's how that's how the Klingons roll. <laughs> they, they do. I, I, I honestly expected the chancellor to step in any moment and be like, yeah. we, "We won't be doing this." Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but, but not to be. Well, we can talk about all that. We will. We will. We will. So, I would love to hear your recap for tribunal. Okay, so I just went for a straight up limerick. All right, the two classics. I know. I know the best <laughs> two. The best <laughs> this is called Miles and Tribulations. <laughs> Love it. I, I, so I love when you do a, t- a title. <laughs> so okay. While Miles spends time courting Keiko, a Cardassian plot lays in low for torpedo transport tried by Kangaroo Court. Hey. Thank goodness his nesters Odo. Oh my gosh, really good. I love how you got in courting. Uh, the, uh, yeah, another meaning I, of courting. Yeah, Love I was it. very pleased with that as well. <laughs> Wonderful, so good. I, I, I'd like you know we should we should acknowledge now how much time we spend on these beautiful <laughs> works of poetry. You know th- th- this this is like four days four days in a row I've been writing that. 
every just day I've been it. thinking about yeah just yeah, you yeah. come up with the idea for the rhyme mm. yeah <laughs> or, or, originally originally I, it was the first line ended courting his wife and ah, uh, then he had it the, just the it just didn't work the yeah. second line I just wouldn't work I couldn't make yeah. it work well, Keiko um, and Odo. Keiko and, yeah, nice. and then the fact nice. it rhymes with Odo as well. That's just, yeah, just, it's just perfect. Perfect. His Nestor Odo. <laughs> I like the, oh, well. the way the, the rhythm of that last line went. That was good too. Yeah, I, the, lots of sort of semi-alliteration and lots Love of uh, lots of rhythm to it. Very yeah. good. Very pleasing. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that I'm glad that I've had the opportunity not only to write and present my poem, but also to positively critique it for all the listeners. <laughs> Your Honor, this is why my poem rocks. <laughs> I will represent myself. <laughs> I'll be representing myself today. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, Ross. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> let's get cracking here. Okay, let's bring let's bring this trial to uh, an initiation. Okay. Um, where should we begin? What's the uh, the first point of law? Okay, point of order, Your Honor. Let's, uh, well, you know, let's start. Let, let's start with 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 the order. Let's go order in the court, and let's hear about our judges. Okay, our judges. In tribulation, our judge is Chief Archon Macbar. She's presiding over O'Brien's tribunal. She is ostensibly the judge, though she seems more like a sort of director or a ringmaster, ensuring <laughs> all the various actors play their parts. She uh, is a ringmaster, kno- yeah. Yeah. She obviously knows the the Cardassian legal system. She also obviously knows this is all a massive fraud, and not just <laughs> the usual court proceedings, which are evidently fraudulent, which is made plain mm-hmm. across the episode but also that this specifically is a fraud and she is participating in that grotesque fraud. Um, she does do judge type stuff. So she instructs the witnesses, she instructs the, uh, the lawyers and she instructs the defendant. Uh, she only actually uses the term order once when she's asked <laughs> by Odo to do something uh, genuinely judicial. He asks... He asks if the conservator could bring up some new evidence, and Macbar orders him into silence. And uh, he pushes again; he would like this evidence to be presented. And she said, "And she says, you're out of order, sir." And he says, "What else am I supposed to do?" And she says, "You're supposed to respect our judicial procedures." And she just essentially, it doesn't matter what's, it doesn't matter what you found, it doesn't matter what happened. All that matters is. We get through this to the end, and we we sentence O'Brien uh, to a light to a death sentence because he is already guilty of this crime. So Chief Archon Macbar didn't didn't really value her as a judge. <laughs> um, I thought she you know she was played for laughs by the actress uh, or yeah. the the actor sorry, um, but it was you know she she did what the Cardassians expected of her. Yeah. Yeah, she obviously doesn't uh, have any any integrity as a judge, <laughs> but she but as a, as a character, she's pretty great. She's a pretty great Cardassian. I I love yeah. I love 
I love her looks. Um, I, I I'm always a fan of the um, the female Cardassians painting their little spoon <laughs> blue. Oh, she yeah, has a classic yeah. blue spoon. Yes, <laughs> yes so cool. Yes. <laughs> and she looks she looks intimidating when she's sitting in her little uh, what do you call it, judge perch <laughs> on, the, on the bench sitting on, on the bench. bench sitting on the bench it's <laughs> a bench i mean yeah yeah whatever it is but uh she looks very intimidating and very uh brisk and very bureaucratic you know oh uh, yeah so yeah she's great she's just what you would expect yes although i'd like to think that should i actually be sent you know should there be a crime that requires actual <laughs> trying it would be a different judge yeah, the case. She, she seems like she was sent there as a fixer. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, uh, you know, obviously they needed that because O'Brien was innocent of the crimes. Right, yeah. But also she knew full well he was innocent she of the knew. crimes. She knew, she knew. Which, which I was, that was the surprising bit for me because I would have thought that if it was a setup, having a judge who had no idea but was still following the legal principles, but then how could any judge with any moral integrity be part of that court system? Anyway? Right. Right. You know, if, if you're presiding over a kangaroo court, you must have acknowledged your integrity has been lost along the way. Right. All right. So for judgment, we have the magistrate. He doesn't have a name. He's just the magistrate. And he is freaking amazing. <laughs> so though you'll recognize the Klingon, everything about the Klingon court from undiscovered country. Like it's yeah. totally, they totally just brought it back and it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's wonderful to see. And especially uh, the <laughs> magistrate here, he's, he's got this, he's an old Klingon, you know, like as if he's like ruling, uh, you know what I mean? As like an elder. Yeah. And he, and he's got this magnificent, uh, like, like crushed fabric robe that, that ends in this, this glorious hood. That that goes over his head like a crown, and it's got these like thing on runes. Phenomenal! It's so out great. of this world. It's I so I great. paused the episode just to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gorgeous, and it, you know, and he's this is obviously the the man with authority in the room, yeah. and and that's not even the best thing about him though, because the best thing about no. him is 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 his uh like like talon gl- like glove. That he has for some reason, and his uh, his gavel, which is shaped like it's it's like a round rock, I guess. I guess it's like made out of flint or something because it's glorious. Every time he whacks the the little uh, the little plate with it, it sparks and <laughs> like smoke comes off, and it's it's just wonderful. I would be whacking that thing <laughs> against the table. I- all day cannot, long, if I, I had that. I believe that is not produced for purchase. Oh my uh, God, I would all, buy that. Of, of all the things that they produce, <laughs> they do Picard's flute and they do a batleth. This gigantic oh, clawed I gavel. I love it. People want so this. Much. People want that. I would have to buy that. I mean, that. definitely a health hazard. <laughs> you know, you could definitely murder a person with that. I think they oh, use yeah. the same yeah. exact or the same it's, style of gavel. In the undiscovered yes. country. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything in this courtroom is just totally remade from undiscovered country. Yeah, uh, which was really cool. Like, like that was a really cool way to tie Enterprise into, um, you know, in, into the history of Star Trek. Because yeah, I, 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 I mean, like the same thing like happens too. You know, it's it's like 
I, I mean, because Archer and and Kirk get the same sentence, you know. Yes, they do. And, uh, yeah, so there, I mean, there's a lot. We actually could have done this with Undiscovered Country. There's a lot of parallels, but uh, but yeah, that that gavel it just is just puts it over the top. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite props in all of Star Trek. It's so, so good. Yeah. So that's my that's my order in the court. Do we? Do we get a name for him? what was his name? He, he. They don't say his name. He's just the magistrate. No, just the magistrate. Just the magistrate. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're both good. They're both good. You know, high and important sounding names, aren't they? The, the magistrate yeah. and, the, and the chief archon. Yes, the chief. I don't archon. think Ar- I don't think archon means anything. I don't yeah, think, like, yeah. Magistrate, not magistrate means an archon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not sure that is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, you knew they were important. You knew right. they were doing something. Right. Um. I had a bit more respect for the magistrate because I felt like I felt like he was willing to actually listen to evidence and yeah. try and figure out what was going on, and despite the fact he made a horrible decision. Yeah, he um, he wasn't like in on a conspiracy the way the Archon was. No, he was he, just he, inept. You know, he was yeah, just part he, of part of a system that was, uh, you know, just inherently. Yeah, Corrupt. not not it gonna work. And yeah, yeah, not fit for purpose. So, right, right. Um, so I sort of had a bit. In that case, it, in that case, if we're going to go to points, uh, my point would go to the magistrate. Yeah, because I feel like he had that. He had some honor. He, he had some <laughs> honor about him, and I suppose yeah. this links back to what the uh, what the the defender, the defending lawyer, was saying, whose name I've totally forgotten. Right. But it was played by Daryl Martok. Yeah, yeah. Colos, yes. Um, you know, yeah. he talked about how Klingons had changed and how right. they only sought honor. Oh, yeah. And and maybe this uh, Judge Klingon was part of that sort of older school mentality. Right. Yeah. He remembered yeah. there was honor in doing the right thing yeah. and honor in acting with integrity. Yeah, that's where my point's going. The Talon Rock Flinty the, thing. That guy. <laughs> That that talent is legendary. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm, I'm surprised you don't see more of it all yeah. over the place. All right, so judgment has two. All right, where are we going okay. for the next category? Well, now that um, we've established order in the court, I suppose <laughs> it's important that we lawyer up. Yes, and we we get we get our assistants and associates ready. Uh, who do you have as your, who have you lawyered up with? Okay. Well, we just mentioned him. He's Kolos. He's, he's, his title's advocate. He's advocate Kolos. Advocate Kolos, yes. And he's played by J.G. Uh, Hertzler, General Martok. So he's automatically awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's absolutely awesome. Yeah. And if you weren't sure, you just have to listen to the man's voice. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. And the way he says warrior without Wire. using any R's. <laughs> Wire! <laughs> That's perfect. He does. He sounds exactly like that. Oh, he's great. He's here. Kolos is uh, is an older Klingon, too. You know, he's been he's been an advocate for 50 years, he, he mentions at one point. Mm. Um, and he, and you know, and he's he's doing his job. He, he says, I perform my duty, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's someone, he's actually a really interesting character. He's one of the, the best things about this episode because he's someone who... Um, who has seen the way that the system has broken down throughout mm-hmm. his career. Um, it used to not be this bad. 
Uh, you know, he talks like that he hasn't won a case in, you know, 30 years or something like that. Yeah, Be- yeah, before yeah. that, it was um, a little bit more fair, you know. Um, you know, he, and he, he does his job. Like, he tries to get Archer a deal um, in the beginning, you know, even though he's, you know, very uh, disillusioned with, with the system. Mm-hmm. He just is, you know, walking through. But he still, he get, you know, tries to get him a deal. And Archer's like, I'm not selling out these... Um, these colonists to, you know, to the Klingons just to save myself. And yeah, he, um, you know, he keeps, uh, keeps blood wine in his pocket, <laughs> which is, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> we'll talk about that later too, I think. But, uh, but he's funny because he, he, he's, he gets, when he, he gives a speech at the end, Archer gets his sentence to Aurora Penthe mm-hmm. and, and he is so outraged by this, um, which is because it, it's, it, you know, they're saying he's, they're commuting his death sentence, but this is a death mm-hmm. sentence as well. And then you say, you know, and he gives a speech about how corrupt and unjust, you know, the system is, and he gets himself a year at Aurora Penthe for his troubles. Um, but the coolest part about him is at the very end when he, you know, him and Archer are, are, are working together on Aurora Penthe to, you know, to keep each other alive basically you know they've they formed an alliance and uh and when and when archer gets rescued do they he asks colas to come with him and he says you know he talks about how he wants to to bring honor to his people and he can't do that as a fugitive so you get the impression that he's going to do his year and if he survives he's going to fight for justice and 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 his his whole thing is just believing that everybody deserves a defense which is the thing that the Klingon system is lacking, you know? And so he's a very interesting character. So I I thought he was a great character. And obviously, you know, shades of my, you know, obviously it's hard. No, actually, I take that back. It wasn't hard to to not see Martok. I thought this was a a (laughs) well-realized other character. Yeah, it sounded like Martok, right? And it was a Klingon, but it wasn't Martok. <laughs> it, was, it was a bit different. He wasn't as hot-headed. He was a different kind of person. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't playing the same character. No, yeah, so it, it was. It was. It was clearly not the same guy. Yeah, um, he's a great. I have person. to say, I was really upset. Uh, I forgot that he didn't go with him. And yes, that, yeah, I, I, that worried me because I thought, God, yeah, what are you doing? We're gonna have a Klingon on board, but how will he go back to? How will he I go back know. to Kronos? Oh, he's not going well, to. He's this, he's this old man. Here. He's this old man trying to survive a year in Ruripenthe, and that's really scary. And I don't think he's going to. And it's, no. so, it's such a waste. But it, uh, it's really oh, tragic. It's so tragic. And I thought his character did a lot for did a lot for Klingons actually. Yeah. All, all the way through, because I feel like having that discussion about how Klingon society has changed mm-hmm. and how it's not its not the same as it once was. And it's now become a more, a more underhand, a more devious place. That sort of sees, sets it up to becoming the Klingons that we know from the original series. Yes. You know, we're, we're seeing the, the, the degeneration of the empire. Yeah. We're seeing the collapse of the empire. And we still see it even in TNG. It's not you know honor is part of what goes on but honor is only one factor in power and you know he he did a lot to sort of form that cohesive bond Uh, and i I really liked that 
Uh, I, I really thought that was an interesting thing. I, th I thought that, uh, yeah, here we just, have a, a character who's tying a lot of Klingons together. Yeah, because he said, you know, he says, you know, the tribunal used to be, you know, a forum for the truth and, and not just a tool for the warrior class or something mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, and yeah, so you, you see those. You're right. You see the, the how how we're leading into the TOS Klingons, mm -hmm. and also that's interesting for Archer because he's like, oh, I didn't know there were any other classes besides warrior classes. You know, because <laughs> yes. in Archer's mind, they're just one dimensional warriors, like they are yeah. in TOS. And, that, and, and that's exactly that's exactly what it is. That yeah. that's exactly the, the other bit that he does really well. Yeah, he helps you helps remind you that. Right. Of course, Klingons can't all be warriors. Yeah. How would society Cause, function? Because what does he say? He says something like, oh, my dad was a teacher and my mom was yeah. a doctor. I, whatever yeah, he yeah, said yeah. their jobs were. And and then he went into law and, and yeah, which has nothing to do with being, no, those things are, are warriors. Yeah. <laughs> and he says, you know, now all the young people are just concerned with, with honor, but in the form of just winning at all costs. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. any victory is, is, you know, is good. And, and that's obviously what's happening here in this court. They just want to stack up their victories, whether they are earned or not. So it's interesting. He's great. I love him. Mm, really good. All right. And good at, we should, shouldn't forget either. He's good at his job as well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, actively absolutely. defends Archer, yep. actively seeks evidence, actively tries to prove that he's innocent. Yep. Does some great speeches. <laughs> yeah. So this is in rather stark contrast to <laughs> conservator Kovat. Oh, poor guy. Poor Zack. Now, now, first of all, I want to just shout out to the actor Fritz Weaver, who plays Kovat. Because Kovat is one of the funniest oh, and most interesting characters so funny. we ever see in Star Trek. And it is absolutely a crime that we never go back to a Cardassian court to meet him again. He was one of the most well-presented characters. He, I laughed out loud at that guy's portrayal. <laughs> he was so good. So good. Um, drama and humour in the portrayal. Um, the Conservator is also more or less just a performer in the in the Chief Archon's performance. Uh and his job is just to corral the defendant into a broadcastable confession. He has no real idea whether there is any evidence for or against. He has no idea what O'Brien was supposed to, you know, whether O'Brien is really guilty or not. He doesn't really care. That's not his, not his job to know that. His job is to stand in front of the chief archon, present a witness who is contrite and will plead guilty, and then to... Uh, then to say, oh, another victory for the for the state, uh, you know, a tragic, you know, unfortunately I've lost, but at least the state is victorious. <laughs> so a man without integrity, but also, I don't know, sort of without, without any real, not without, not only without integrity, doesn't care either, not interested. Yeah, I'm not sure whether he believes in the state or not, because at the end, when he realizes that he may be in trouble for the for the outcome <laughs> for winning <laughs> yeah he's like oh god they're gonna, they're gonna kill me <laughs> and i i wonder if he genuinely believes that so maybe he just i, feels I mean like, i think he does <laughs> yeah he he has to play along otherwise yeah. he's found himself in this role and if he doesn't do it he's gonna get in trouble yeah so he better just do it yeah that's Although a classic was, bureaucrat too yeah, yeah absolutely and you know in a in a strange position 
not powerful or interested enough to try and change it, but too scared to leave it, <laughs> probably too comfortable to leave it. So all, all he does there is just try and get things get things going. And what surprised me was he just thought O'Brien would go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. As, as, as he explained, well, the court system this is, is very much geared up to right. making sure we get the right kind of confession, and the right. public see it, and they, they see how, you know, apologetic and contrite you are. And he doesn't quite buy why O'Brien's not into this. I mean, he did, to be fair, he does very little actual of anything, right. apart from to look flustered and bewildered while the court proceedings are going on between <laughs> the Archon and the Nesta. Um, he doesn't do that much, but obviously he's re- well regarded, um, and he's very funny. Uh, so funny! But I've really got very, I've got very little positive <laughs> to say about him. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't want him as my conservator, particularly no. when Odo is trying to convince him to acknowledge that evidence may exist that proves O'Brien's defence, and he simply doesn't want to hear it. He's not, he's not interested one jot. He'd be very happy for this just to, to go away, for O'Brien to confess and for it to be finished. He has no desire to get to the bottom of the truth. He has no idea to see what's going on. Just do his job, go home. That's it. All right. Points. Where's your point going? I mean, I, I feel like based on the judge's points, we based it on who was a good judge. And we gave it, oh, yeah. we gave it the magistrate. I don't feel with any good conscience I could give my point to Conservative Kovac. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like he's quite a weak-minded person. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, you know, for all the all the hilarity that ensued, it's weird because O'Brien's life was on the line. We're sort of, you know, we're laughing now, but he, he was <laughs> pretty, pretty badly at the beginning. Oh, my of God. Poor O'Brien. Again, poor yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, poor O'Brien. I know. Uh, another, another long black eye for O'Brien. Suffering. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My point's so, going to. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. The magistrate, of course. Yeah. I, not the magistrate. Advocate uh, Colos. Colos. Yes. yes. How, how could I give it to Kova? Yeah, Colos is getting my point for this. Also, I mean, JG Hertzler is going to always get my point to begin yeah. with, and. And, uh, and yeah, I think I just think he's a very he's he's one of the more interesting Klingon characters that we we get to meet throughout mm-hmm. the throughout the years and uh, and yeah and he's awesome but but I I just I just love the um, the comedy aspects of um, I'm sorry what's his name again in Kovat Kovat from Kovat Kovat and Kolos Kovat and Kolos five letters begins with K we'll defend <laughs> we'll defend Starfleet we'll defend Starfleet it's so funny because it's just such a perfect it's just such a perfectly um, like another just another like bad luck thing to happen to O'Brien kind of <laughs> to have this guy yeah. but that's just another indictment because I mean don't think for a minute that none of this all of these is just indictments on our court system and and that's, oh, that's and oh, that's absolutely. actually yeah, and because you know it's batshit crazy, and and in particular, yeah, you get appointed these lawyers if you can't, you know, if if you don't have means to get your own attorney who are uh, overworked, who mm-hmm. are maybe you know not um, not as knowledgeable about your kind of case as they should be. You know what I mean? Like these are, this is things that really happen. Well, they they couldn't possibly be, could they? Given the the quantity of cases, they're going to be, you know, 
on a given day, you've got five new cases to deal right. with. Right. And what they won't be seeking is justice. What they'll be seeking is the best possible outcome for the person right. involved. And if that means pleading guilty and just accepting a fine, well, then yeah. they'd say that. But a person who's innocent wouldn't want to do that. And then yeah, you're stuck with someone who perhaps isn't going to be working as hard for you as you need. Right. It's just, yeah. So it's, it's just a mess. And, and he's, he's, he's a very good, he's a very important character to have also, you know? Um, so, so I don't want, I, you know, I don't want to disregard him completely, you know, because he's not getting any points, but, uh-huh. but he just, you know, but Colos is just amazing. So <laughs> it's hard to, hard to argue with Colos. So. <laughs> All right. So four points for judgment tribunals, uh, lagging behind here, but, uh, more well we'll, we'll more see time. how it goes there's yeah. uh there's plenty more evidence to present <laughs> that's right case has not been closed yet no um okay you're, you're around i think okay okay well let's let's talk a little bit more about these uh batshit crazy court systems and trials and tribulations oh <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> so i mean it's quite the, I mean, even the sentence, the Cardassian court system, it should terrify you. <laughs> you don't even as, have to say anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's as oblique and petrifying as you can imagine. Yeah. It's dark and painful mm-hmm. and you have powerless and you have no idea what's going on. Um, and the sort of, obviously the bit where O'Brien is brought to Cardassia Prime and essentially registered as a prisoner mm-hmm. is pretty hideous he's stripped naked yeah, it's nightmare and yeah. has one of his teeth removed and i feel like this is all glossed over fairly quickly like he's literally been tortured yeah. um and again then, yeah again <laughs> and, then out. Uh, and then somebody walks in the hands of some clothes and he gets dressed uh, i mean it was bizarre yeah um in the actual court system sense for the longest time o'brien doesn't know how to plead as he has literally no idea what he's being charged with. Mm-hmm. Nobody will tell him, doesn't really matter. Because frustratingly, uh, the system is overtly geared up to present a guilty and contrite defendant to the public for their prearranged execution. There's no there's no need to actually go through the evidence. This is all just about the presentation of the guilty party so that the general public may be uplifted and spiritually benefit from their from their confession. Um, it's exasperating and bewildering and borderline farcical. And it's quite, you know, as I said, it's quite reliant on the defendant participating, which I suppose would work if the Cardassian government was continuously threatening your family, which of course they can't do in this case. Mm-hmm. You know, if Molly and Keiko were there and there was a chance they would be wounded by his saying, I'm innocent. Well, he wouldn't say it, would he? He'd then turn around and say, you're right, I did it. Let them go. Get, let them say their piece and then send them back to Starfleet. So he would have turned then. But they weren't in peril and they weren't going to do that. So he was never going to confess. And it surprised me they thought he would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, you're right. It's, it's exactly what you would expect a Cardassian court system mm-hmm. to be like. Um the interesting thing too is that it's uh, it's televised, yeah. And it, and there's a there's a pretty cool shot of it being broadcast um, mm-hmm. out in the street, you know, which is kind of neat. And uh, you know, and the fact that I'm Mrs. O'Brien is invited there just specifically to uh, 
make for good television, you know? Yes, but she can dis- and, distance herself from the defendant. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. say, oh, his crimes have nothing to do with me. I'm a I'm a generous and honest member of the of the public. Or the, they, they want her to cry and... and yes. Re- and, yeah, and just... Demonstrate how bad it is to turn against yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very, and, it's very bleak. It's very bleak. It's very bleak. It's very, it's, it's very Kafkaesque as well. Yeah. Like the whole lack of knowledge. I mean, essentially, yes. that is that's yeah. the beginning of that novel, isn't it? The trial. Yeah. He gets, he gets, a, he, he's put on trial for a crime. He has no idea what he's committed. Yeah. He has no idea who is charging him or why or what mm-hmm. the sentence is mm-hmm. or what he's supposed to do. Really, and he just get, he just chases around weird office buildings for the longest time mm-hmm. not really sure what's going on yeah uh, and i'm surprised that she didn't use the word kafka during this episode yeah. because there definitely was a huge element of that absolutely and the other thing i wanted to mention was because it's for public display members of the public are watching which does happen in regular courts as well mm-hmm. but they had children there watching children yeah. watching the Cardassian state meet yes. out justice yeah and they gently and sinisterly tapped their knuckles on their chair every time whenever someone entered the room. Right. It was it was chilling. It was uh, you know one. It was the Midwich Cuckoos style of, of children. Yeah, yeah. Very horrible. Oh man. Very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Klingon justice system is a spectacle as well, but in a different way. <laughs> uh they actually there's it's not televised or maybe it is but they also have live spectators in the courtroom or whatever you want to call it it's not really court they you know what actually they call it tribunal they say the word tribunal like a million times in the episode judgment (laughs) so i was very confused (laughs) because they call it a tribunal (laughs) the the uh the court proceedings are called a tribunal but uh but so they have these klingon warriors and they're they're acting as though they're watching a sporting event, you know. They're they're chanting yeah. and and they're cheering, you know, whenever evidence is presented. And they have, you know, they 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 say they're just over and over again. They're just saying ja 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 ja, yeah. And which apparently means enemy. So automatically, you know, Archer is an enemy of the Empire. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're getting justice when the stands yeah. are shouting, enemy, enemy. Right, enemy. yeah. Just as, I mean, when he first walks into the court, that's what they're shouting. So this isn't, you're you're obviously not getting a uh, a fair, uh, in his, you know, innocent until proven guilty type type yeah. trial here. Yeah, uh, Right, right, right. Nothing like that. Uh, but, um, but yeah, they, they, uh, they describe it as a forum where justice will be dispensed with honor. <laughs> Which, I mean, that actually sounds quite comforting, doesn't it? Yeah, like, right, right. A forum where justice will be dispensed with honor. I was like, okay, well, they've got it covered. I, I, yeah. I believe, I believe them. <laughs> I feel bad. I can sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but no, but it's obviously just, uh, uh, you know, like like we talked about when we talked about all the Colos stuff. It's it's just. Uh, tool for the warrior class so they can mm-hmm. they can win glorious victories you know no matter what the actual evidence says or what actually happened and um and it's 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 interesting too so they they present the evidence but it's basically whatever 
uh, the Klingon captain's version of the story was, which was completely made up. And, and, and that, that was very funny. That was really funny because Archer yeah. says things that he would never say. Um, and that's actually that's actually a category we could have had too, right? Which I'm, I, I uh, we should we should have done, which was like altered. Oh yeah, Doctor Evidence. Doctor Evidence, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both both of their voices get taken away, literally, because in Judgment Archer they use they have Archer saying footage of Archer saying something that he obviously did not say and would never say. Yeah. And, and in um you know Tribunal they the the operative stole O'Brien's work you know recorded his voice and so he could get into the weapons locker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it's 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 a little bit more of a raucous trial uh, than the Cardassian trial is uh, by design. You know, they make a little bit of a sport out of it. If they're Klingons. It's there's sport involved. Yeah, there was nothing subtle about that. that yeah, court, was there? That right. that was very much how you would. Ex- I mean, obviously we've seen Klingon courts. Uh, in the past, but that was that was very much what you'd expect a Klingon court system to be like. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There same thing. As, yeah. There wasn't as much fighting as I thought a Klingon. Apart <laughs> from that, there wasn't enough fighting. You thought it would break out into a wrestling match. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it does sometimes. But yeah, but I think both of these episodes showed what you would expect from these two civilizations legal yes. system. Yes. <laughs> uh, and they both left a lot to be desired. But then, as you say, the human court system leaves a lot to be desired as well. Exactly. Our court system is just as batshit. Just as a bleak. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, these are very topical. These are are some evergreen topical episodes, you know. Of course. Yeah, it's it's a bit scary how none of this is, how really actually all of this is still very much even though these episodes are 20 plus years old yeah all of the issues about the court system are exactly the same as they are today <laughs> no, nothing has changed in that respect uh, unfortunately yeah. um in terms of points i'm not sure who i'm giving a point for or for what <laughs> uh, well, what, what do you get your point that's for? a good point best it's- Worst, I mean, best, they weirdest. both have court systems, yeah. <laughs> they've definitely got them. They're both terrible. Um, I don't, what, I don't want to be tried in either one of these courts. What, what, uh, that's the question, though, isn't it? Where would you, you know, you've been charged with a crime, you are innocent. Where would you rather, where would you rather stand trial? Well, here's what, here's what I'm gonna do for my point. Yeah, I'm more scared of the Cardassian trial system than I am of yeah. the Klingon system, so that they're gonna get my points for sheer terror. They're going to get your point for Terra. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, because they're more like insidious about it, which is more similar to why our trial system is scary versus yeah. like, I kind of feel like I could talk my way out of a Klingon trial, <laughs> like the way Archer did. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, there's a little but bit you, more room for I hope. Do, agreed. I, I, <laughs> I, I do agree with you there. So, if I had to choose between the two court systems, I would opt for, I would opt for a Klingon court system. Yeah, which says, sounds crazy when sounds you say it out loud. <laughs> because when would you ever want to go to a Klingon anything? Whenever, right. whenever there's an episode where they go to a Klingon ship, 
I always think how horrible it must be to be on board a Klingon ship yeah. after you've just been on the Enterprise D. Uh, you know, with you know slabs for beds and <laughs> raw meat for dinner and a funny smell and live animals running around. Um, so yeah, it, it seems strange that I would choose the Klingon system, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't choose the Klingon yeah. system. It's petrifying. Yep. At least there was an idea of honesty in the Klingon system. Yeah. At least there was a seed of honor. <laughs> that was not in the Klingon, in the Cardassian system. So my point is going to the Klingon, the Klingon oh, legal system. That's Bizarrely. so funny. I have the exact same reasoning, but I'm yeah, in the Cardassian exactly. system. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay. So Justice has five and Tribunal's finally on the board with one. Okay. 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 Where are we going next? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, at least we, at least, I mean, now potentially we get a hung jury. We're not going to get a unanimous <laughs> vote now, are we? Um, oh, no. So well, now, now that we've lawyered up, we've got order in the court, we've got the trial system. Well, how do you, how do you plead? Oh, okay. How do you plead? How do you plead? Okay, so we're going to describe what our heroes have been accused of here. Yes. How do you plead? Okay. So Archer pleads not guilty to uh, the way they put it is um, is giving aid and comfort to a vessel fleeing the empire uh, and help, helping rebel rebels quote unquote to escape. Yes. So which is the way they that they frame it in the courtroom. Uh, but what what really happened is that uh, they came across this ship that was um, uh, you know that was just almost completely destroyed uh, and and the survivors uh, of this ship lived what were a colony of aliens I'm sorry I didn't get what kind of aliens they are but they're not Klingons they're just they're just a they're just a random alien colony who um the klingons decided that they now own their planet and you know expanding the empire and the klingons just basically stole all all their resources and left them you know to die basically uh so they fled and uh and archer is on trial for (laughs) help giving them aid instead of just what letting them die <laughs> uh they talk about how he, he how th- these people are citizens of the empire so it's none of your business you should have just left them alone uh, which really makes the klingons which really really sounds like something that you know the tos klingons would do you know this is yeah. this is pure tos klingon bullshit <laughs> you know what? this is something this is something I used to think about when i was a kid so this is going back to like 12 year old ross when i had my <laughs> maps of the galaxy and i would see how big the romulan star empire was mm-hmm. and how big the klingon empire was how big the united federation of planets yeah. was and i thought but the united federation of planets is hundreds of planets with lots of different kinds right. of people but the klingon empire just the klingons going around <laughs> taking over everywhere oh. And there's lots of aliens in there, but we never know what they're like or who they are. And then we saw a bit of that in Nemesis when we got the Remans. As you know, it's not just the Romulans; there are other races there as well. They've spread out. They just they they control them rather than learn from them and live with them and you know value them. Mm, yeah. And I remember being sort of worried by that as a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was I was glad we were in Starfleet. Right, right. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's terrifying. And this is, and it's the it's it's honestly that's another interesting comparison uh, or similarity between these two episodes because, uh, you know, we're dealing with the Maquis. Yeah. We're, you know, we're just, you know, not in the same situation as these as these uh, refugees in Judgment, but it's the same thing. The Cardassians just trying to, you know, conquer <laughs> rather than coexist. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And this is so. I mean, this sort of moves then nicely on to 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 Miles and how he pleads. Yeah. He how do you, also how do you plead? pleads. <laughs> he pleads not guilty, Your Honor. Yeah. Um, he's accused of stealing photon torpedoes from Deep Space Nine in order to supply the Marquis. Uh, however, this is all part of just yeah this elaborate Cardassian plot to discredit the Federation and encourage the resettlement of the human colonists from within the Cardassian demilitarized zone. And that's just horrible, really, isn't it? Every, everything about it is horrible. You know, they, they want to move people off their land and they want to do it by framing an innocent person for a crime they didn't commit. Yeah. Well, that's just awful. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the, the perpetrator of the crime is a Cardassian himself who's been augmented to appear as a, a, a deceased human named Boone of Volan 3. He records Miles's voice and, if I may say so, very easily steals a lot of dangerous weaponry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if, that, if that's all it took, well, they need to, you know, they need to be getting Odo. No, Odo, you cannot go and be Nestor. You need to stay here and sort the security situation. Uh, he smuggles it off the station and plonks it into the cargo hold of O'Brien's uh, O'Brien and Keiko shuttle, um, and it's it's hideous. It's just absolutely awful. It's it's a terrible crime committed against people who can't really who are struggling by a group who should know better. It's it's the very worst. And I'm glad that never once did O'Brien back down. Yeah. And even if he was going to even if he was going to perish at the hands of the Cardassians, he would not once. I mean, when he actually had his integrity questioned by Odo, mm -hmm. the speech he gives about how no one had ever questioned him before, and this had never, well, this is going to come up in a bit, um, but it's so powerful. I really, yeah. really loved it. And I was, this is why it had to be O'Brien. It could have been Cisco as well, mm -hmm. because they're people who've got that sort of passionate integrity that runs right through them. Right. Whereas I think everybody else has a shade of grey about them, yeah. And maybe Cisco at the end, by the end of Deep Space Nine, has that shade of grey as well because yeah. he does some things in there that perhaps you wouldn't expect him to. Right. But O'Brien never does anything like that. Yeah, he does he have a little bit of a streak right. of um, maybe prejudice against Cardassians. Absolutely, which I, it I, I works. Suppose that made it easier for, for it them. Here. Yeah, because I'm like, well, maybe you know, maybe he did do it, you know. <laughs> Uh, the only one who the only one who doesn't even question it for a second is his boyfriend Bashir, who is one hundred percent never <laughs> in a million years. You know what? That was so nice. So, that was so nice. I love I love that uh, conversation that there was someone who was just like, nope, I don't care whatever what evidence you have. <laughs> Miles he definitely this. did do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? This is early. This is like a season two episode. 
right? Which, do you know people... what? It's season two because even yeah. even when O'Brien is talking to Odo, yeah. he says to him, "You don't know me very well, Constable." That's I was right. Like, don't know him very well. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the end of season two. I suppose exactly. it's only been conceivably a year or so. Yeah. Not that long. That's funny. Both of these episodes are the end of season two. That's pretty funny. You know what? That, that struck me as well. When I was writing the intro, I thought, should I mention that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. But they're, they're both like, yeah, tail end of season two. Both yeah. of them. Maybe yeah. that's just the time where you pop in. That's where you, you know, pop in a courtroom drama. A gritty courtroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ratings week or whatever. <laughs> Sweeps week. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And, and, and like, at least Archer was being tried for something that he did. Even though he didn't do anything wrong, he did do it. You know, he did help yeah. those people. Um, and then, but he does the same thing. Like he, he has a chance to save himself too. And he's, he says, I'm not going to tell you where they are. <laughs> you know, no. condemn them to this horrible trial system that I'm. And he, he had a lot more riding on it as well, because, you know, obviously the, the, he was also, you know, potentially threatened with death. Yeah. They were but if death. he did give in, the outcome would have been awful for those, you know, those poor refugees. Right, right. So, and it does, you know, I think it speaks to the collapse of the Klingons. But you know what? I'm not sure it does because we, the UK, has a real problem with understanding <laughs> the refugee crisis oh, yeah. and and sort of recognizing the people are people. Yep. And people travel to this country on little dinghies mm-hmm. and. We, they drown and we push them away and it is a horrible vile situation where we can't just say here's some people who need help and we're going to help right. them and so do you know what maybe we know better than Klingon Empire after all oh, I, I hear what you're saying I live in America <laughs> so yeah I feel the oh same way and yeah yeah <sighs> Yeah, yeah I, so I really brought the house down, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what good episodes do, you know. Like yeah. I, I watched this, and I'm like, yeah, these they're showing how like how farcical, batshit, crazy these systems are. And hey, guess what? It's not like the real ones any better. <laughs> so no. there's a cheerful thought. Oh, <laughs> let's so let's weird. put on uh, <laughs> take me out to the hollow suite or something, and just relax. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about the world no. for a little bit. <laughs> Oh my god! So, but okay. Points wise, how do you plead? How do you plead? So I feel like again, it's hard to know what we're actually assigning points for. Here. <laughs> I think, I, I think O'Brien will never, will never concede because his he's too he's too honourable and too full of bluster. He doesn't want to give up. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to say he was guilty. So he never will. Whereas Archer, he didn't want to say he was guilty, but also he was trying to assist the colonists and he didn't yeah. want to, he didn't want to let them down. So he definitely, they both of them were morally righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to take anything away from O'Brien. So I felt like he was treated very badly, did absolutely nothing wrong and just stood up for himself as, as I hope anyone would. Yeah. But I suppose I do think I'm going to give my point to, uh, to Archer because I feel like he was also trying to protect a group of people whom he put his life on the line for. So mm. I'm, I'm going to give it to Archer because he's not just pleading, he's also maintaining an air of secrecy or trying to keep things from the court. Uh, so when questioned, things he said were given in evidence. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. I'm going to give my point to our poor, long-suffering Miles O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because I think I, I just, I just think the, what he was accused of and the, the conspiracy that it took to make him look guilty for it is just really fascinating. It's very intricate and interesting. Um, and, and I, I just, I just, I just find that the, I, I find the, um, the excuse to have a trial in tribunal versus judgment. I find it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that, what if, if that's a good or a bad reason to give something a point for, but I, I just, I, I just think they, they picked the perfect person to frame, Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was actually a pretty good plan and it probably should have worked <laughs> and it probably has worked in the past. Who knows what kind of, you know, stuff they've done. And, and it, I mean, this was a huge deal too. They were talking about at one point, Cisco mentions bringing the enterprise. The enterprise was on its way to the border, to the Cardassian yeah. border. Um, this was they'd a, made, they'd a made huge a big deal, deal of it. Yeah. This was a huge the pro, deal. The Proviacav, the enterprise, and there's one more. I can't remember. The yeah. There were one. three, there were three ships. I can't remember. I only remember, you know, I only, I only have eyes for the enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> but, or ears, I guess. <laughs> Cause I didn't see it. The Enterprise, the Prokofiev, and the Valdemar. Oh, there you go. I would have to look up those names. I don't know what uh, they're named after. I don't want to. I don't want to hazard a guess on yeah. air because I can't remember. <laughs> I, I, I think I could take a stab at Prokofiev, even though I just murdered his name three minutes ago. Um, uh, but I won't. Okay. Uh, yes. Right. Okay. So judgment has six, and tribunal has two. Hmm, wow. Interesting. I think I voted for judgment on every one so far. I think you have, yeah. I don't think I've ever done that yeah. before. Just cons- <laughs> consistently yeah. uh, voted for the opposing defendant. Well, we've got... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got two categories left. There's still time. Okay. Where are we going next? Uh, is it yours? I think it's... Oh, yeah, it's my turn. Okay, yeah. Let's go to let's 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 read our court tra- let's read our court transcripts. And okay. here we'll do best quote. Court transcript, all right. <laughs> um I've got I've got two. Uh okay. one I wanted to mention the uh I wanted to mention one of conservator uh Kovat's quotes. I just thought he was so funny. He's and this funny. this sentence made me laugh. So uh, Odo is trying to convince the conservator that he should submit more evidence, despite the fact the verdict's already been reached, even before the trial began. And uh, Kovac replies that he can't submit the evidence, you know, and Odo knows why. And Odo says, but of course, I was hoping that the most renowned conservator in all of Cardassia. And then Kovat says, I'm not going to do the voice. He says, you flatter me, sir. You flatter me. And the way he says it is just perfect. Yeah. He says it almost in such an exasperated out-breath. And it's so loud. <laughs> and it's hilarious. You flatter me, sir. You flatter me. But we want justice, not chaos in this court. No, I will have no part in this. It's so theatrical and so hilarious. Yeah. Um, 
I, I definitely, definitely listened to it a couple of times. Uh, so that, <laughs> that was my runner-up, and I just wanted to get a, a Kovac quote in there. But my actual, my actual quote is uh, the thing I mentioned earlier on, where O'Brien is passionately defending his innocence. And at this point, at this point, um, Odo has already established that weapons have gone missing, and that they think that o- they they know that Miles's voice print was used to open it, but they don't know who took it, and. Odo's quite neutral in that, well, maybe it was O'Brien. And even, yeah, as he said, only Bashir was adamantly <laughs> definitely wasn't O'Brien. And Kira was like, well, he hates the Cardassians. Like, oh, everyone, all good people should. So maybe, <laughs> maybe he was trying to do that. And she would obviously support that endeavor, I imagine. Right, right, But O'Brien has a very long and passionate speech. And it begins with, you don't know me very well, Constable. But I've been in service to the Federation, Starfleet, all my adult life. No one has ever questioned my loyalty. No one in my entire life has ever had cause to ask, Miles O'Brien, are you a criminal? I took an oath to defend the Federation and what it stands for. I don't steal from them. I don't lie to them. I'm no angel, brackets, I think he is an angel. But I try (laughs) to live every day as the best human being I know how to be. I need my little girl to wake up in the morning and look up at me and see a man she can respect. Until now, she always could. Um, what what a speech! I mean, that yeah. is a that's one of the longest sort of soliloquies that somebody gets in Star Trek. It was great, you know. That's yep. a that's a Picard level statement. Yeah, uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Stopped me in my tracks a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, Colmini is just. Like I mean, he he delivers that. He's so good. And only so the way good. he can, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he is an angel. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, oh yeah, that's a great moment. That's a great moment. Because you feel, you just feel, you just feel for him, like yes, like, you do. And Odo is not. Odo tries his hand at sympathy after this. Yeah. He doesn't do a fantastic job, I thought. <laughs> He's Odo. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I still think he still thinks that uh, O'Brien may be may be guilty. Yeah. So he doesn't quite, he doesn't quite like. Oh, it'll be all right. You'll be fine. No, oh, yeah, yeah. No, he's he not really sure. Doesn't give any of that kind of reassurance <laughs> until he hears back about the, you know, when they figure out, um, you know, about the the altered voice mm-hmm. print and all that stuff. But, all right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. I can't. I can't really compete with that in judgment. Well, you so, your own core transcripts. So I won't, and I'm just going to go with the the funny line that that's, right. that sticks with me. So, um, so this is they presented their evidence, and Colos has done his best, and now they're just waiting to hear what the magistrate has decided, and they're sitting in Archer's cell. And they're having a nice chat, and uh, and Kolos uh, re- reaches into his his jacket and pulls out a thing of blood wine. <laughs> <laughs> and Archer asks what it is, and 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 he goes, "Blood wine. It should help make the wait more pleasant." 
and uh and so sarge's like okay so so you know he hands his archer and archer archer takes a sip and this is the first uh the first blood wine uh chronologically i guess <laughs> not you know we've obviously seen blood wine before but mm-hmm. he didn't know what blood wine was you know and uh, so he takes a swig of it and he says what's it the blood of <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's good. <laughs> and I love that line because I I would very much like to know what blood wine is too. We never really get a, an explanation of of what actually blood wine, how you actually drink wine, and what it is. And I thought that was really funny. And and you know, and, and then Cole says something about like, oh yeah, if you can't handle it, that's fine. You know, you know, non Klingons can't really handle blood wine. And and Archer, of course, big man Archer, he's like, oh, I didn't say that. And he takes another yeah, swig yeah. of it. But you can see he has a really hard time getting it down, which is kind of Yeah, funny. understandably. I do wonder what it tastes like. I'd be very interested. I want to know. It's presumably it's targ. Presumably targ, it's targ. Like, like, like fermented targ blood, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds horrifying. Uh, I, I, I bet they, they like... do all kind of different blood. They do, they, oh, know, different vintages. Yeah. yeah. Different regions have their own. Regions. <laughs> well judging by because archer also in this episode has you know his his prisoner meal is like a targ leg or something like oh that my God, that looked revolting. and looks revolting and and i, he, I tried to he look can't at even it choke find it down some, find some bit that i would oh, eat oh it's disgusting it's so it was disgusting. Revolting. revolting so you gotta think if the meat tastes that nasty the blood <laughs> fermented blood's gotta taste nasty too yeah but they love yeah. it those klingons love their blood they, wine they definitely love it so I thought that was really funny. What's the blood of? Someone finally asked. We didn't get an answer, <laughs> but someone finally asked. <laughs> if you can't tolerate it, well, I'm sure you yeah, yeah, can't stomach it. And then you <laughs> determinedly yeah. I didn't say that. It has yeah. another swig. And then walks <laughs> off with the bottle. Oh, it's going to finish it off. Oh, no. It's so funny. All right. Okay. Uh, points wise, I do think I do think O'Brien's got this one. In the yeah, bag. for sure. That's where my points going. Okay. <laughs> Righty All right, we've got one more category. Let's well, start... that brings us up to an even dozen, doesn't it? The twelve angry men. That's uh, oh, yeah. that's important. The twelve angry points. That's, oh, I love that. Yeah, we've got adjudicated 12, them all. all. Points available. All right, let's get those last two jurors. Okay. Their vote. So last minute evidence is being presented. <laughs> Who aided and abetted your client? Ah, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So besides his, you know, his advocate, he gets a little help from his friends. Yeah. Uh, we've got for, for, for the first one that shows up is flocks, uh, which is great. Flocks, flocks pretend they pretend that um, that he has some kind of medical condition you know, that, that he needs his doctor for. And, and that's the pretense that they use. So Fox can come and see him, make sure he's okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, deliver messages to and from, you know, to Paul about what's happening and how they're trying to, trying to help him. Um, and, you know, and that, that's a pretty good pretense. He's like, he's like, Oh, you're, you know, cause you're recovering from this case of whatever. I'm surprised they didn't isolate you, you know, to get the guard to like go away. Cause he thinks there's like, yeah. kind of like, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a very sort of a, a very medical moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that, yeah. What did you tell him? Oh, she's got cramps. Right. Or, <laughs> yeah. 
Everyone but he makes the thing is contagious, so that he'll leave them alone. Yeah, exactly. They can talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so well, uh, that that that's just that's just a, a runner up of, of helper. But so so while he's on trial here, you've got to Paul and you've got Trip, you know, on the Enterprise, and they're mm-hmm. they're tr- they're trying to figure out ways that they can help him. And to Paul, you know, to Paul's alerted both starfleet and the the vulcan high command and both, mm-hmm. both the vulcan the vulcan high command and starfleet are both working to uh to lobby for his release um but there's really not much that they can do um you know once the trial's over they're ordered to leave klingon space and they have to and you know paul's like we have to go we have no choice and of course of course trip you know trip and trip and bashir here with their 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 best men <laughs> on trial <laughs> really go to bat for them you know yeah. uh and then here trip is uh trip's like we can't just leave the captain here you know we can't we're not we can't just leave him here and and you know to paul's you know to paul tells him like well then you know archer doesn't want us to put the crew in danger to save him and but she's she talks a good game but you know to paul's got this because she's yeah and she does so what ends up happening the way that he gets gets aided and abetted is um is to paul who knows some klingon officials uh from you know i guess her previous jobs in the high command (laughs) uh you know she's connected she's connected so she she found out who uh anrora penthe which guards that they could bribe that would accept a bribe to look the other way while they rescued uh, Archer from from Rorapenthe. So so Reed, you know, Security Chief Reed shows up on Rorapenthe, and and they had bribed the you know the ca- captain of the Dilithium barge uh, to take him there, and then to take them back back to the Enterprise, and they just they just pull a they just pull a prison break, uh, not not with. Um, not with violence, but with uh, bribing, <laughs> which seems like it would work if you knew yeah. to bribe. So, uh, so yeah, so they rescue Archer that way. So he's still technically under a lifetime Rorapenthe sentence. <laughs> that yeah, that that bit that was the bit of the episode, the end of the episode for me. I was like, wow, they really took them to Rorapenthe. Yeah, I totally forgot about this. That was cool. Yeah, I love the. I, I really love the the costumes on Rorapenthe. Were very cool. Yeah. yeah, they were those giant like bits of you know just covered in bits of fur, yeah, just bits of fur everywhere. Yeah, nothing specific. Just right, layered up in multiple ponchos. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And they've got their yeah. rant. They're like it's like it's like fake ice blocks is the set. Yeah, you know, and they're just like hacking at it with with, that was with my axe. One criticism. Like it looks cold, but I don't think it seems cold. It doesn't yeah, seem yeah. No one was cold, like but... no one was like chattering their teeth. They're no, like, there's no frosty breath. Their hands together. Yeah, no frosty breath. No putting your hands together trying to warm yeah. up. Yeah. They were not yeah, nobody in that whole scene was acting like they were cold. That's an excellent no. point. <laughs> um I, and then I was, was very you know consi- seeing that we have this is the second time we've seen a prison break from Rura Penthe. Yeah, right. This seemed like a very quick and easy prison break. Oh yeah. Like... <laughs> if you compare it to if you compare it to Undiscovered Country, this is very anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Rura Penthe stuff in Undiscovered. You know, if, you, if you're gonna make a sequel to something, you it's revisit, you subvert. Yeah, right, you know, you... right, right. 
this is just like make oh, the original thing new. Yeah, this is just, like, just oh, the episode's like, over, so let's just rescue yeah, you know, We finished this episode a bit too early, so right. do we have time for five minutes of Repenthe? Exactly. We do. Yeah. We, do. we do. We do. But I do like that uh, to Paul, you know, like, you know, she did her classic Vulcan, like pretending that you're playing by the rules, and then, but she does her to Paul thing, and yeah, and uh, gets him out. You know, yeah, she, uh, I thought that was completely. She does fun. things that aren't, but that's not by the book. You know, bribing's not by by the book, but she did it, and because she's awesome. I think though, I, th- I think it depends whose book they're going by, because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like they the the Klingon book is not a very good book to go by. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> All right. How about in Tribunal? Who's aiding and abetting your defendant? Okay. So O'Brien is aided and abetted. Well, it starts off very strong. So as you say, Bashir stands up for him completely. There's no doubt in his mind that he's not that he's not guilty. Uh, similarly, Keiko will refuses to believe there's anything untoward about miles but then since that whole thing with the coffee (laughs) that's right she was wrong about did did she really know him (laughs) who knows who knows um but when when the grand when the chief archon contacts the station to inform the crew that o'brien has been captured uh Odo very smoothly installs himself into the legal proceedings. Yes, and I thought that's this was really so, cool. like so cool of him to do. Yeah. You know, O'Brien's going to stand trial on Cardassia Prime. He says, "Well, I will attend to him as Nestor," which he can't be as Nestor because only an officer of the court can be the Nestor. <laughs> and she insists that he ch- she check his credentials. He is an officer of the court. He has been giving evidence in Cardassian trials in the past, and he will. He it is appropriate for him to be there, acting as the Nestor, uh, and she seems to accept that. And in my mind, I thought if she knew this was sort of a highfalutin plot uh, to discredit the Federation, maybe she'd have come down more firmly on the idea that this wasn't going to happen. Right. But uh, she seemed to let that go. Didn't really seem to be phased by it. And then uh, Odo found himself there. Uh, he seems to be the only one who really knows what's going on, even including the the conservator <laughs> and the chief archon. Uh, he's the only one who makes any attempts to sort of coordinate the trial in any meaningful way. Yeah, he tries to put a stop to the trial based on the presence of genuine evidence, but he's unsuccessful ultimately. It's only the appearance of Boone at the very end, right. which causes the trial to collapse. So he does a good job. He is there to support O'Brien. He does try and do the right thing in the face of, frankly, overwhelming and preposterous adversity. But it's only the guys on the space station who are solving the problem and figuring out who did what. Uh, I thought it was very clever of, Kira to like come up with a list of suspects based on who has who lives on the right side of the border, who was here on that day, narrows it down. This guy served on the Rutledge, like it worked, it, it all worked. Um, so Odo aided and bettered him very smoothly, but everybody supported him, they all did their part in believing in him 
for the most part and help him prove that he was innocent. All right. Okay. Yeah. So points wise. Okay. I really, really like how in tribunal, like, like just how you described, you know, like, like Odo's working point on the ground and back home, they're finding the scientific evidence that he didn't mm-hmm. do it. And I, I love that. And I, um, I, I, I think I, I, I'm really great. I would be real. I, I was relieved watching this episode that Odo could be there for him. Yes. That was a relief, you know, while you're watching this episode. Um, I think that worked out really well. I thought that was really interesting. I also like that Keiko could be there for him. Even that, like, didn't they, they asked Keiko if she was going to testify. She's like, oh, I'm not testifying against my husband or, you know, whatever she yes. And And that gives, I love, I love that. Cause she's like so feisty about it. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian gets this look on his face. Like that's my girl, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That was so great. So I think overall, um, overall he had a really good support system all around so i i'm giving my point to tribunal and obviously to paul and trip and reed um got the job and flocks you know they got the job done um mm-hmm. but I, I just think tribunal was just exceptional with that so they get my point uh i do i do think it was cool how odo how odo got himself in it was very smooth yeah. and yeah. i suppose they didn't need it in uh, judgment because Kolos was on Archer's side. Yeah, he was <laughs> he there. He was more, actually supporting, more competent and supportive. Yeah. Yes, precisely. <laughs> um, I did like the sort of ongoing mystery side of things. Yeah, and I thought it tied very nicely into how it works. Um, yeah, and and, and in Tribunal is kind of like an, a Law and Order episode then because you see the trial, but you also see the investigation part of it, which is kind of kind of fun. Yeah. Versus like, um, I mean, because I guess in in you see that a little bit in Judgment, but in Judgment's more just like flashbacks of what happened. Yeah, it's it's a bit it more back and forth, it wasn't like isn't a mystery. it? Yeah, because it was like yeah. obviously the way this Klingon says it happened did not happen. <laughs> um, I did I did like in uh, in Judgment when reed reed came to get him i did yes. like that yes uh I, I you know and i could see like when they got off i was like that's reed i could see yeah. just like the way the walks <laughs> and the angle i was like that's reed under yeah. there i know that one yeah. um i like that and i i was i i think i think i'm gonna go with judgment because i do feel okay. like I do feel like Kolos, I mean, you didn't choose this, so maybe I'm not going to go to Judgment. <laughs> no, I'm going to go with Odo. Odo the Nestor, I'm going with him. Oh, I'm him the okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was giving my point. I mean, I was, uh, pr- you know, for, for, for Judgment, I was, I was using the... Um, his friend, like, like yeah, his, his, his friend, his yeah. yeah. He was assisted, but he was assisted outside by of the court, yeah, yeah, but outside of the court system, who he was helped by. Yes, yes, I yeah. see, I see. Yeah. yeah so yeah. in that case, yeah. uh, Nestor Odo Nestor for his Odo. smooth insertion into the proceedings. Smooth, smooth, smooth. Keiko Odo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the the rhyme. Yeah. All right. Well, I have to tell you, we have a hung jury. <laughs> <laughs> We have our 12 jurors and six have voted for tribunal and six have voted for judgment. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. This trial. I declare this trial. That's a scheduler retrial. 
Oh my god, with six different jurors, twelve oh, no, different jurors. Oh no. my goodness me! I, I have to say, I, I like that. I, I, like I didn't that. see that coming. I didn't. No, see I didn't either. This being even Stevens. I didn't either. That's interesting. I oh, thought it I was very clearly that. leaning toward judgment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah, surprised me as well, actually, as we were giving yeah. the points out. Yeah, yeah. The both episodes have their strengths, though. They do, they do, and they work well as a pair. Yeah, they do. Um, you don't need to watch them both back to back. No, yeah, yeah, it doesn't add anything that way. But, but they're both interesting courtroom dramas, and it's just it is interesting to visit more about these alien cultures. You know, it's yeah, it's cool to see more about Cardassia. It's cool to see more about the Klingons. Like that's okay. I'm always up for more Klingon uh, <laughs> culture. So it is, it is cool to see about the Klingons. Yeah. Um, and I, that's what I loved about the first, the opening of Discovery. Those first two episodes of Discovery, yeah. the Klingons and that are just magnificent. It's so uh, interesting. So it's good. Interesting. Um. Anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, there we go. Right. So you we know, the jury's in, and <laughs> they're going to have to be. Uh, I'm not sure what the word is. What, what happens when juries are kicked out? I can't remember. Oh yeah, I don't know. They've been let go. Yeah. Uh, a draw. Yeah. A draw. Yeah, dismissed. Reeve <laughs> Stevens. Uh, unable to sum Trial. up. We'll have to go to a higher court for a judgment. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Where to next, Jen? Where to next? Good. Now that we've finished with the old business, on to the new. Time to hand out next month's story assignments. Ritterhouse, we're waiting. Okay, friends and neighbors, let's see what Uncle Roy has for you today. Okay, and in the next episode of Snap Trek, we'll be writing letters as we put our own stamp on these episodes, which compare TNG Data's Day versus Enterprise's Dear Doctor. Mm, interesting. Okay. <laughs> That'll be interesting because those episodes are very tonally different from each other, even though they're They free. are their framing is is very similar. So I, I'm interested yeah. to see where that goes and what we come up for, for categories. What, Data's writing to Bruce Maddox. What's the yeah. name of Flox's doctor, doctor friend? Who's he writing to? I don't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember. We do see him, don't we? We see him in uh, the Augments trilogy. Oh, yes, we do. We do see him. Yeah. Wait there. Is he... Hold on. I'm getting a weird memory now. Is he also a, a character from from Dr. Lucas. Fairhaven? Dr. Lucas. Dr. Is the actor who plays Dr. Lucas in Fairhaven? I don't know. Let's take a Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy's in everything. Yeah, he's definitely in Fairhaven. I just weirdly, <laughs> I've, I, that guy. I've told you, I, in the last week, I have watched almost all of Voyager season six and a good portion of season seven. Oh, that's so funny. Because I've been ill at bed <laughs> and Voyager has been my, my hot soup. Yeah. He was Seamus. Yeah. He always needed a, a guinea <laughs> to go and get a pint. Oh, and he was also in uh, the inner light. He was the council was leader. Even... Was he? Yeah. He, I mean, he's no, in everything. He's in that, yeah. So funny. I mean, he just looks different because of his mustache. But yeah, he's 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 one of those guys. One of those. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh well, that's gonna be fun. That'll be 
That'll be fun. Excellent. Now we know more about Bruce Maddox, too. Say again? Now we know more about Bruce Maddox, too. I know, although I feel like infuriating (laughs) not enough. Yes. Picard season one (laughs) dispensed of stuff before we'd had time to really, really explore it. Yes. That annoyed me. (laughs) Well, it didn't annoy me, but you know. I know what you mean. Yeah. All All right. right. Anyway. All right. Well, this is great. This was fun. Anything. Anything we need to impart upon our loyal listeners before we leave? I have no words of wisdom. <laughs> uh, do send us your Star Trek poetry and your Star Trek limericks. We do love to yes. hear it. And we will try and read them out where possible. All right. Uh, well, send them to at SnapTrek. And thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. And goodbye. <laughs> Live fast them. and prosper. There it is. (laughs) There it is. Once again, the Cardassian system of jurisprudence has worked to protect its people. A guilty man has been brought to justice. But... Never let it be said that there is no room in this system for compassion. I sense in Mr. O'Brien, a man with strong family ties, the potential for rehabilitation. And I'm sure that he has gained a new appreciation of Cardassian law through this difficult process. Therefore, I am pleased, in the spirit of furthering Cardassian Federation relations, to hereby set aside the verdict and to release Mr. O'Brien into the custody of his commander, Benjamin Sisko. What happened? You won. 